Shmuel says, this is what we do, that in your set of Dalamidim, you should have three Adasim, two Aravos, one Lulav, one Esrog. When it comes to Adasim, it'll be fine even if two of the Adasim are cut on top and one of them is not. You have to have at least one fully, fully kosher, but two of them can be cut on top. Ritarfan says, all three of them can be cut on which means Ritarfan holds you don't have to have a hadar hadas. That's basically what it means. I just, just kind of emphasize that. That's not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that hadasim uh, earlier have to be, that they're not katim, so he has a different shita. It's a machalikus tanayim. And he says that, no, they don't have to be hadar, and therefore you can have all three of them katumim. Rekiva oimer, keshem shalov echad, v'asar echad, kach hadas echad, v'arova echad. Just like you have one lulav, one esrog, you have one hadas, and one arava, and that's the way that the pack should be, one of everything. A general question about the placement of the Mishnah. Is there any reason in particular? I would think that this Mishnah might have been beginning, meaning, okay, this is what you have to take. And now let's break down each and every the Hadas, the Lulav, the It seems like we went kind of backward, like the other way. Right. I mean, it's not like we don't. I mean, it's one thing if we'd never been introduced to it, you know, that we wouldn't. You know, the Pasuk says those four things. So. What what are those four things, and, and, and what counts, what doesn't count, what's a kosher, what's not kosher, and then how many? I mean, it really could have gone both ways. What's funny is that it's before Esrog, which does make sense because, again, by uh, Esrog is not part of the bundle, but, you know, we needed a Gemara to tell us it's not part of the bundle. So you might have even thought to say we should have the Esrog Mishnah first before this, but, you know, I, I don't know if that the order you know, bothers me too much. Or you could, um, or you could have said uh, Nick Tamrosho Puzzle for Bitarphone. Yeah. Kasher in the earlier, the yeah. earlier. I mean, no, the, the, you know, the is the famous kasha. The all shas starts with like, uh, like, who's talking about Shema that we started asking when to say Shema? Like, it's safe to say Shema first. So you know, that's uh, you know, it's a very interesting halacha. And Makos does say, a lot of masechet to do that, but this one is bothering me as much as much because we have the pasuk that tells us, you know. Okay. Either way, Tanya Rabbi Shmuel Eimer creates hadar echad kapoist tomorrow written without the vav echad. You can even have all three of them cut off. And one thing I saw in the Rishonim, the Rishonim discussed that, you know, if he holds, you don't have to have Hadar when it comes to Hadas. Like, how do you, pl- how do you no, no pun intended, pluck out from the Pasuk the Hadas only? That doesn't have to be Hadar, but everything else has to be Hadar. I mean, it says the word Hadar by Esrog. So that's pretty clear that Esther has to be held. And even earlier, we saw uh, whose opinion was it? Rabbi Huda holds that even uh, even the Esther doesn't have to be held because he holds it's Hadar Bilana Mishana Lashana, etc., which we're going to discuss very very soon in the in the Gemara. Um, but um, how do we have just the Hadas doesn't have to be? So um, um, I saw in the Mefarshim that they say that he really holds that both Arava and Hadas um, don't have to be Hadar, but Alulav does have to be Hadar because that's the one that's next to Esther. So that's, you know, an explanation how you could, you know, split up the Pasuk. So Esrog for sure. Lulav is next to it, yes. And the other two that are not, not. So, you know, a little bit of a Kiddush of that is that he doesn't speak that out. You know, and when he talks about the Hadassim, he says, you know, even the Hadassim themselves, you could have, you know, three or two or whatever it is. But, um, 
You know, that, that's at least one Mahalat to explain how he could, you know, split up the Pasuk. Okay, so says the Gemara Vaita, that is the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, understood, and with the two opinions of Tanakam and Ritarfan, Rikivai Merkishem Shalovachav Esar Echad, Kachadas Echad, Varova Achas. Amar Lo Rabbi Eliezer. Eliezer says to him, Yachod Yehe Esar Imahem Baguda, Achas. Maybe you'd say that the Esar should be with them in one bundle. You shouldn't hold it separately, you should actually have it tied together. Amar Vichinemar Pri Eitz Hadar. Vikapos tomorrow. Now we have to say back to that. Do we say priates hadar vikapos tomorrow? You got to underline that vav over there. Valonemar ela kapos. We only say kapos without the vav, and therefore that's telling us that it should not be combined as vav by all the other ones. There's no vav connecting the esrog to the kapos tomorrow, and therefore that's why we. That's how little rem is in the pasuk itself that we do not bind them all together. I mean nine shmakim is that. How do we know the ma'akim of each other? You need to have all four to be yotze. If you don't have all four, then you're not yotze. The word lakachtem could also be read as lakachtam. You should take it tam, you should take it tamim, tamima, complete. That you have to have a complete taking, and therefore, if uh, you do not have one of them, it's not a complete taking, and you do not need to take it at all. I'm sorry, thirdly, we have that said you shouldn't add or you shouldn't subtract, wouldn't it be enough? No, but that wouldn't, it wouldn't tell us it's ma'akiv. You know, that's, that's two separate things. One of them is, even if you want to you know, go ahead and do hidr mitzvah, don't add five. or, um, Well, not to, well, no, I mean, a good question, but subtracting, subtracting could be that uh, you don't choose to subtract. But maybe if you don't have it, then uh, maybe you could take that at that point, and you haven't chosen to take it away. And, um, yeah. And let me ask you a question about tefillin. So why why isn't why why is it not subtracting if you're only wearing one villain? You know, so we, we, we know that they're separate mitzvahs and therefore it's not called subtracting. So I might have thought to say that it's not called subtracting, maybe they're all four separate mitzvahs. You know, so like that. Rishmol. Manovshach. Now let's go analyze Rishmol over here. Me Manovshach. Either way you go. If you need to have whole hadasim, then all three need to be full. Elo Baishlam, if you hold you don't have to have Shalim Hadasim that they're able to be cut on top, like in fact a retarfon holds, Afilu Chad Nami Loi, then even one doesn't need to be. Where do you get this? One of the three needs to be complete. Where do you get that from? So Amar Bira, Amar Ami, Chazer was Chazer on his original Shita, and he in fact really holds you only need to have one Hadas. And therefore when he says you have to have one that's complete, that's because he holds you have to have one Hadas. Amar Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Halacha Gerbi Tarfon. Amar Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Izla Gerbi Tarfon that they do not have to be um, Hadar; they don't have to be beautiful, and they're able to be cut off on top. But also Shmuel Tamei and Shmuel is going to Shitaso when he said this. Then how do we know that Shmuel holds that you're able to have him cut on top? The Amar Lehu Shmuel Lahanu the Mizavni Asa, because Shmuel basically is the is the manig. Uh, I would use the word threatened. He threatened those who sell Hadassim, and he said the following: Ashvu v'Zvinu. Make your prices even, which basically means lower your prices, and then you should sell your adasim. If you eloy, and if you do not lower your prices, derishn in the chukar bitarfon, I'm going to go ahead and publicly pass on bitarfon, and that's going to ruin your entire industry because, again, part of why you make so much money is that it's hard to find the beautiful adasim that are not cut on top, and you're able to charge, uh, you know, a pretty penny to be able to get them. So I'll go ahead and pass on bitarfon that they be cut on top. And you're going to ruin your entire industry, you'll make no money anymore. So I'm willing to not publicly pass the rate phone, but be careful. Is there an issue with the merchants and is there any against them charging them whatever? So the problem, it, um, are they doing something wrong here, you're saying? Yeah. 
Well, the problem is they're creating the market value. So um, when it comes to, I think we mentioned briefly at another point, the luckily if you overcharge by a sixth, or um, then then it's called, uh, you know, that's that's uh, it could be mechatos and it's overcharging. So not oh no, oh no, moment. So if they're all doing it, they got together. So the question is, they're they're creating a supply and demand, but he felt there was a, it was an unfair supply and demand, and certainly in terms of the inherent value. So yeah, if you're in a baseball stadium, and the only drink they have available is again like the beer for nine dollars, then you know the, you can't say it's oh no because that's the market value of a beer in a, in a football stadium. But uh, you know he felt that this is reaching a point that is becoming a burden on Klai Yisrael, that uh, I think it's within his rabbinic authority, so to speak, that uh, you know, he felt that was not Yashras, sure, what they were doing. Sure, appreciated that they're using him as a threat. A threat, exactly. <laughs> uh, the point being is, is that, yeah, watch out. Now, it says the Gemara of E, lo, Darish, and Lecha, Krupi, Tavar, my time, Elin, Mishu, and Demekel, if you're going to tell me that he pulled out a Tavar from because he's just trying to find any sheet that's Mekel, Pelagish, Lehu, Krupi, Akiva, Demekel, Tzved, then maybe he should go ahead and Say and threaten Asadekar be Akiva because he's even more Mako, right? Rikiva's more Mako. He holds that you have to have only one Hadas altogether. So they make much less money. They used to be able to sell three Hadas, and now they're only selling one Hadas. So that's a much better threat if he's simply trying to find the most Mako Shita. So says Gemara back to that, that's actually not a good point. Why? Because Tlosik Tume Shichi to find three Adasim that are cut on top, that's actually uh, common. Chad Velokatum Noshchia to find one that's not cut off is not common. So um, he would not, if he's trying to simply find the most mekel sheet, to just jump to Rikiva. But uh, the reason why he said what he said is because um, he felt that uh, Ritarfon is uh, something you could pass him like, and therefore that was a threat that he gave. Sorry, the Rabbi Akiva is the Well, they said it. They, they, well, well, he, he said, Zavos is a remez of three, and he said that Arbenachal is two. Okay, Zakta Mishnah. Fine, so we've covered the halachas in order of Lulav, Hadassim, and Aravais. And now let's talk about the halachas of Esrogim. And this is, this is where it's at, so to speak. You've got to get your picture books and you've got to be ready because this is where the Moshimash is. You know, there's a couple small halachas, but other ones I would say Lulav has a bunch. But uh, for the most part, practically, just watch out for a split on the top and it's not cut off and you're good to go. At least, in, at least 2019. And a lot of these psulim, you see the pictures coming up. A lot of the psulim, um, you know, if you lived in Europe in the in the early 1900s, and it was hard to find even one lula, one of one hadas, you had to really analyze the halachas carefully because it was rare that you would find. Again, honestly, the average kid nowadays who has a chinuch set, his set of dalmin is better than the gadol ador back in Europe, and that, that's not a shaila. Um, and again, this is not the same thing as tefillin. Tefillin, the process of making tefillin has improved over time, uh, like we had that share with the Rebbe Shur on July 4th. But here, like, they could have been the same Hadassim or Ravos, just, just the, the accessibility to it and the uh, availability of it, which is not the same. So over here, when it comes to Esorgan, this is where a lot of it is even in 2019. There's so many different Esorgan, you have to be an educated consumer to know what you're looking for. And you'll learn very soon that a lot of the issues by Esorgan that come up is you could have an uneducated consumer and he thinks he has the most beautiful esrog in the world and there's certain nuances in the laka that make it that either completely not kosher literally um, or you know a dalid level uh, esrog and not an aleph plus but he feels great about himself like how big it is like how whatever it is so you have to know some of the halachas that are going to come up uh, right now okay so it says the Mishnah and we're going to see right now that this Mishnah is longer than the previous Mishnah is because the other three minim are not fruit Right? The Lulav, the Arava, and the Hadas are not fruit, and therefore there's no concept of Truma and Meister or whatever it is. So now Esther, being that it's a fruit, is going to have a new set of halachas that we didn't see earlier by the other meaning. Zakta Mishnah, Esther Hagazal, a stolen Esther. 
Ve'ayavesh pasal, if it's dry, it's pasal. Okay, these are all familiar concepts. It's from an Asherah tree, or it's from an Erani Dachas, a wayward city. It is possible. Shall Orla possible? So Orla is that if someone plants a new tree, the first three years of that tree, one cannot benefit from the tree. You cannot eat the fruit of that tree. It's called Orla. Um, let's say, though, you say, okay, fine, I can't eat it, but at least let me make some money off selling the esterog if I have an esterog tree. Shell orla is puzzle. And we'll discuss all these things in the Gemara, why they are puzzle, uh, but it's puzzle. I'll give a little bit of a hint now that there is a connection between ability to eat and ability to use for dalmin. That's it. We're going to see a little bit of a hint of that in the Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to talk about it explicitly later on. Since you can't eat it, can't use it. Okay? Shell truma tamea, if it's truma, and on top of that, it's Tameh, which again has to be burnt. Puzzle. Therefore, it's puzzle. You can't use this. You can't eat it. You can't, you can't use it. Shall Truma Tahira, if it's Truma and it's Tahar, lo yitol, you should not take it. Vim not tell Kashav, if you did take it, it's going to be kosher. It's a bidiyavid, and we're going to discuss all these things in the Gemara, like, you know, what's the Lechavid, what's the And again, this is even for Yisrael, even though Yisrael himself can't eat it, but it's his Kohanim can't eat it. You know, it's edible, so to speak. So we'll discuss that later. Shal demai. Demai is a word for produce that we don't know if Trumas and Meisters have taken off from it. So if you have a brand new field that's never had Truma and Meisters taken off from it, it's called Tevel, untithed produce. Uh, after you tithe it, it's called Chulin. Demai is the word for it when it's a suffix. You just don't know what it's taken off from. Now there's a term Masechta in Masechus Zeroim called Masechus Demai of how to deal with this produce, which is like, it's actually extremely common. You're going through the Shuk in some yeshuv in Eretz Yisrael, and you want to buy Jumas and Maestros, and the owner has a keep on top of his, perched on top of his head, and you just don't know. Does he know the law? Did he not know the law? Did he do it right? Did he not do it right? And uh, that's something to keep in mind. Um, nowadays, there's a concept called, um, I'm not good at Yiddish, but I think it's called Ibergemeister, which means there's people that any fruit that they buy, they take off Jumas and Maestros again. Like, why should I trust or know and whatever? Even with the Hechsher, they take off, take off twice. So again, that's an interesting discussion, but Demai is absolutely, you have no Clue if it's taken off. So what's Allah has demai if you have an esrog of demai? Beshamai poislin, Beshamai says no good. Beshel machshirim, Beshel say it is good. Shal meiser sheni b'yushalayim. What if you have meiser sheni b'yushalayim? So again, to remind ourselves, when one has a field and you take off produce, first thing you take off is truma. Second you take off is meiser. Truma goes to the kohen. Meiser goes to the levi. The third thing you take off in four of the seven years of the shemitah cycle is meiser sheni. In years one and two, and four and five. You take off another 10%, and you take that 10% with you to Yerushalayim, and you use that, you eat it in Yerushalayim, enjoy it in Yerushalayim, but it has to only be in Yerushalayim. That's the key. You can only have it in Yerushalayim. It's very common, I'm sure you heard about, that if people cannot schlep all their produce, 10% of their produce to Yerushalayim, they can redeem the Kedusha of that produce onto a coin. We saw that earlier by the case of the flask that broke, that was, we were afraid it was going to break or not. Mechel was the word over there. You make a chulin, you transfer the kedush onto the coin, and then bring the coins to Yishalayim, and then the fruit you're able to eat. But right now, this is the actual fruit, the Meister Shani fruit. And you say, you know what? You know, I'm going to Yishalayim for Leila Regal anyway. Let's double up over here. I have a Meister of Esrogim. I'll go ahead and bring my Esrog to Yishalayim and use it. Can I use a Meister Shani Esrog or not? So it says the Gemara, Lo Yitel, you should not. If you not tell Kasher, if you did do it, it's going to be Kosher Yotze. Also, Chazazis Al Rubo. Okay, so here's where pictures come in handy. Uh, if there are blisters on the esrog, and the blisters are on all of it, take a pic- look down here. This is not just discoloration, it's actually a physical bump, a pimple, a boil on top of the, uh, get, you get the back of it, it's page Memtes in the back over there. 
Actual blisters. Chazazis is actual blisters. Any color? Uh, boils. It's going to be discoloration of some sort, but the main thing is, is that it's the combination of a little bit of miscoloration plus the physical protrusion of it. It's actually physically sticking out. They have their own natural bump. This is, this is, a, this is an unnatural bump where like when you're feeling the side of it, it's like, woo, you know, whatever. It's, 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 what? Something's bothering the skin? It could be. It, but this, we're going to see later on. This is not that it um, bl- got bloated with, like, water. This is actually, like, a, like literally a blister. Like, it's, it's a, it's not a, it got poked. It's not something like that. It's, like, just a protrusion. You know, these are, you know, the, by the time we see a serogium, we think all the serogium are perfect. You go out to an esterog tree, there's plenty of them that are, uh, ain't so pretty. You know, that's, uh, exactly. They're not even the kind of sets. We don't see them. Okay, so also, uh, yeah. Topic. yeah. question about Rashi in general. When he says, what is he adding by saying that? Well, he's, he, just like you just saw, he said before his time, huh? like, he knows he's looking for help. Okay. So he's saying, like, we need, we need enough. It's going to be, don't worry about it. Like, you know, we'll kind of get there. Like, you know, Taich, okay. Taich is covered. Like, you know what the words mean, yeah. so you don't need me right now. And you may be looking for a little bit of explanation, but don't worry, it will be fully covered. Like, you know, so you might think, say, just if you don't say anything, I know it's not saying but at least it's kind of foreshadowing there will be information later on in the Gemara. So it's, uh, also, Chazaz Zarubo, if there's a majority of it covered with blisters, and again, we're going to go through all this, you know, what's majority, how do you analyze the majority, and a tremendous amount of this is actually only in the Rishonim and only in the Shulchan Aruch. So I'll try to, you know, give you a fuller picture a little bit. We've got this halachas here um, uh, on these halachas, so we'll have some practical guidance how to buy Dalminim. Natla Pit the most famous one, the Pitim fell off. But again, what is the pitam? Before you look, the pitam, the pitam, trivia. What's the pitam? So the pitam we all know is the top little piece on top that sticks out, but it's not fully true. The little knob on top is called the shoshanta. The stick underneath it is called the pitam. And there's different halachas for just the shoshanta falling off and the whole pitam falling off. So those are just two totally different things. The pitim, the pitim is either called the pitim or called the dud. The dud means a nipple, like a woman's body is a dud. That's a nipple, and then on top of that is a shoshanta. So not the pitmasa. If the pitmasa falls off, it's going to be possible. What we have to discuss also, which we've discussed before, is that what kind of psul is it? Is it a psul of chaser or is it a psul of hadar? A psul of chaser, which means something's lacking, is possible all seven days of sukkah. It's a psul of hadar. It's only possible the first day, which is funny because, so to speak, the classic, classic psul that we know about from growing up, that's like, no, make sure the pitim doesn't fall, make sure the pitim doesn't fall off, is only possible for one day. It's not a chaser issue. It's a, it's a hadar. It's a beauty issue. The bottom one? The bottom one's called the ukits. Yeah, the, the ukits. So we'll get into that. It's going to come up as well. I'm just saying, like, but the classic one is, is not even possible for all seven days. If someone has an ester that's missing the pitim, day two, cholamoid, sit there and shul, shake away, everything I think you're a goy, <laughs> and I realize that what you're doing is totally halakhli. It's not hudr, and therefore, obviously, if you have another ester you can get, you should get it. But it's interestingly enough, this is not the uh, Just another thing to keep in mind is that uh, there are some esterogium that the flesh of the ester itself goes straight to the shoshanta. So it's shaped like a pitam, but it actually this flesh on the pitam itself as opposed to the pitam being a stick. And there are going to be nafkaminas and halacha on what kind of ester you have. Do you have the type of ester where the pitam is covered by flesh? actual skin I should say or if it's just a sticky type of feel but again we'll talk about all these things as we move along okay so not the pit muscle niklaf if it's peeled we'll see how peeled is peeled good is it bad but niklaf nistak if it's cracked we'll see how cracked nikov if it's been poked 
But this, the next word is going with Nika. Vichaser kolshu. Those are not two, two separate halachas. Make sure you get that clear in your notes. Nikiv vichaser kolshu. It's been poked, and the poking actually took a little bit away. Which sounds like right now, if you take a needle, push it into an esrug, and you pull it straight out again, fine. It's only if you pull it in and kind of like turn a little bit and take off a little bit with you, that's going to be a problem. So nikiv vichaser kolshu. Pasal again, all these things are going to be discussed in the Gemara. Also, however, this is the contrast now. If you have those blisters, those boils, but it's only on a minority of it. If the oikets, which is the bottom stem, falls off, or it was poked and nothing was taken off with it, it was not chaser at all. Kosher, all three of those cases are going to be kosher. The ukits is not significant. We will discuss that sometimes when you take the ukits off, some of the flesh comes along with the ukits. You know, sometimes like when you take off a stem of a fruit, you get just the stem, but sometimes you get a little bit of flesh of the fruit also. So that could be different, but there's, if you manage to pull off purely the ukits, then it's going to be kosher. Eserg kushi. If someone has an eserg that is completely black, uh, which, interesting Rashi, says it comes from a land called kush, where the people are black. So it's interesting that both the country and the people have the same name. But again, that could even be why uh, black people are called Kushis, because one of the primary countries they come from is the land called Kush. But the point being is, if you have a completely black Eserg, Pasal, by Yara Kikarsi, these are the next two uh, few lachas we're going to see in the Mishnah we saw earlier in our discussion, if an Eserg has to be held there. But it's all drawn from the Mishnah right now. Uh, if it's Yara Kikarsi, if it's as green as a leek, which means it's really, really green. Look at your pictures over here. You got the black one, which is a little bit of a green tinge to it. But the point being is, is that it's, it's basically black. And then one down here is where it's green like the leek. It's really, really green. The bottom right picture on page Nonalif. And he felt the need to give us a leak too. But the point being is, is that those halachas, what's halacha by those? Um, if it is like a kushi, it's puzzle, yarka karsi, or mayor machshir. At that point, mayor says it's green. Green is a kosher color. Rebuda Paiso, Rebuda says it is not a kosher color. You cannot do that. We thought that was a ride that he holds. That, uh, that means he holds you need to have hadar. We said, no, it doesn't mean you have to have hadar. It's just because it's not fully developed, and that's why it's no good. Sheer esrg akatan. What is the smallest an esrg is able to be? Rav Meir Oimer Ke'egais. It can be as small as a nut. Walnut, to be exact. Rebuda Oimer Ke'beitza. It has to be um, at least as big as a beitza. And again, we said the same thing. Maybe it's a rai, you have to have hadar by esrg. Nope. It's not a right you have to have hadar, it's just because it has to be more developed. With a gadol, and what's the biggest an esrog could be? Kedesh Yocha Shnayim Biyado, dear Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says it has to be no bigger than the ability to hold two in your hand at the same time. Rabbi Yossi Yomer, Afilo Echa B'Shtayadav, it can even be, um, yeah, these, we, we had these earlier in context, we were trying to figure out, um, does Rabbi Yehuda hold you need to have hadar or not? So we thought from the fact that he holds it can't be so big, that it's a problem hadar, it's nothing to do with hadar. It's a practical thing that you might want to switch hands. You might drop it. Remember we said that? And therefore, again, so in context, it can even be so big that you, need, you can only hold one of them in two hands. Um, okay. You're just going to slam them together. So even though this needs two hands, but if you have two big things and you kind of pile them together, you know, again, it's a balancing act. It might be not a smart thing to do, but they didn't make it exera. So if you could pull it off and you're, you're an acrobat, then do it. We say we're afraid that we, when you're, you might switch. That's, so he said that's, that's why he said that. That's a Yuda. And then other she said, no, you know, we don't make that exera. If you could pull it off, pull it off. If you can't pull it off, you can't pull it off. 
Okay, so let's read a little bit of Gemara. The Gemara is going to do what we've done with the previous minim as well. That how do we know that the Esrog is the Priyat's Hadar? Uh, let's see this in the Gemara together, and then uh, we'll call it a day. Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis teach us. Priyat's Hadar. What is a Priyat's Hadar? A citron. That's what I say in English. But what is this? Eitz Shetam Eitzo Uperio Shava. It's a tree where the taste of the tree and the taste of the fruit are the same. So I can't tell you that I know that if you take a bite out of an Esther tree, it tastes the same. I cannot. But again, we have this Messiah that there is some flavor, some connection. And that very well could be, he's not saying that like, you know, like, you know you do a blind taste test. You're like, oh, I don't know which one's which. I don't think that's true. But to have some flavor in the sap of the tree that's esrogi, uh, that could be what it is. I did see in one safer that it said the following. Um, if you look at a crosscut, they must have a crosscut here somewhere of an esrog. Do they? What? Yeah, see the crosscut? Um, yeah, here. See how much flesh there is? That's, that's, that's not fruit. You see how thick the skin is over here? That's not fruit. That white thing is all skin. So an esterg is much different than a lemon. That's actually how you do a little bit of a test. If someone brings a lemon to shul, you know, obviously you can't cut it open, but to prove it, and a lemon is a very thin skin and a lot of fruit on the inside, a lot of flesh of the fruit, and an esterg is very, very, a lot of skin and a little bit of fruit on the inside. That's why it takes a lot of estergs to make esterg jelly. They give it those small little jars because there really is very little jelly inside. So I saw one um, safer that I wanted to suggest that the, when you have a fruit, the majority is called fruit, and the minority is called skin. So you wanted to suggest by an esrog, the fruit of an esrog is the skin. Because the majority is the skin as opposed to the fruit on the inside. And, and therefore, it wants to, well, that, therefore it's called um, tam etso period. The pre of the, pre of the esrog is not the fruit, it's the skin. So when it says that the tree has a taste like the fruit, not that the tree tastes like a fruit, the tree tastes like a skin. What we would call the skin in English. So again, that's one answer. But my, my hunch is what's going on is that if you taste the sap or there's some flavor a little bit in the in the in the actual bark itself, the tree itself. Not that it mamish tastes like necessary, but there's a there's an overlap. As opposed to an apple tree, nothing at all, and you can get you know nothing at all. It doesn't taste at all like an apple, but when it comes to esther, it does taste a little bit like a, an esther. Yeah. Yes. 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 So uh, we're going to see one other one right now. But it's a funny one because you're going to see a funny one right now. back, but there's one more. Let it be a peppercorn, not a pilpil in terms of a pepper like a red pepper, green pepper. Let it be a peppercorn. Um, like we have a brisa, the brisa says explicitly that this concept applies to a pilpilin. Kiritanya, Hayyabi Mayor Aimer, and the lachas of Orla, Mimashma Shanem are Unitatem Kol Eitz. You plant all trees and it gives you the lachas of Orla. Any Odeashu Eitz Michael. Why does it say you plant all fruit trees? It's talking about Orla. Obviously, there's fruit here. Why does it say the word Eitz Michael, a food giving off tree? What is it teaching us when it says the words Eitz Michael? Orla applies to anything where the flavor of the tree and the fruit are the same. Let's say that this is a pilpalin, it's a pepper. To teach us, in context, of it, it tells us that a pilpel, a peppercorn, is actually obligated in the lachas of Orla. Another point it says in that Bryce, which is not relevant to us directly, but it's an interesting line. And we learn, and we also learn that Ersel lacks nothing, Ersel has everything. 
So we're going to have to end off with the next line because we have to, have to have shachris. But the point being is that's good kasha. We had a drasha that said priates hadar. It's a type of fruit that tastes like the tree. There's two now. So which one do you choose? Just like we had earlier, the hirduf. The hirduf has similar qualities, and we had to find the you know disqualifying feature of the hirduf. So over here, what is the disqualifying feature of the pilpulin? So it's just one answer the Gemara gives very quickly is there is no choice. I'll speak it out outside. We'll have to stop. Is that. Um, is that um, it says that it can't be talking about the pilpulin, simply put, because imagine the scene, you have this massive lulav and one peppercorn. So it says, it doesn't, it's not mistaver to say that the Torah tells us to take something you can't even tell you're taking. It has to be something recognizable, and ah, you'll take maybe a, a handful of them, but the luck is you only have one. You can't add to it. So it just, it has to be talking about the esrog and not the pilpulin, right? Imagine, like, you know, it's sure, like that doesn't make any sense. So. The fact that it's a citron, though, is that sort of? Uh, so no, again, all these things are...